Hello, I'm Dr. Miguel Gonzalez, President of Reasons for Faith International Ministries and your Bible teacher here on Truth to Live By. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us and I want to extend an invitation for you to join us each and every week at this same time and on this same station. It is our prayer that God is using these programs to minister to you wherever you might be in your spiritual life. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do we hide God's word in our hearts? And the implication seems to be that in order for me not to sin against God, I must hide his word in my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The title of this message is How to Hide God's Word in Our Hearts. I often wonder if we even realize what it is that we often hold in our hands and read. You know, there's a big battle going on out there today, even within supposed Christian circles as to whether this book is God's Word or it simply contains God's, God's Word or whether it's inerrant or infallible or inspired or whatever else. Well, I am of the position that I believe that this book not only necessarily contains the Word of God, the book itself is the Word of God. I believe every single word in the Bible is inspired. I believe there's no error in Scripture whatsoever. I know there's many who argue out there that there's contradictions in the Bible, and usually that's being stated by people who've never even read the Bible or never even written a book, or read a book, much less the entire Bible. All these so-called contradictions can be worked out if you spend enough time just considering and studying the so-called con there, appear, there, there appears to be contradictions, but they're just in appearance. They're easily worked out. But I wonder if we realize what it is that we hold in our hands and what it is that we take time to hopefully do uh, every single day, and that's to commune with God through the study of His precious Word. This is, listen, this is God's letter to you and to me personally. It is that which God has given us that reveals Him to us. It reveals how it is that we are to live our lives. I mean, it is the only thing that we have as Christians for life and practice. It is the only authoritative thing that we have that tells us everything we need to know, not only as Christians, but everything we need to know in life itself. This is God's Word. And if we are going to successfully live as Christians, then we must learn how to hide His Word in our hearts so that we might not sin against Him. We're going to look at four principles, and again, it's not the only four principles that are uh, important to learn in terms of how to hide God's Word in our hearts, but it's the only four we're going to look at at this particular point. 
I want to look at the first one, which is in Psalm 119 and verse 12. If I am going to successfully hide God's word in my heart, listen to what verse says 12. Praise be to you, O Lord, teach me your decrees. What is the psalmist telling us about God's word here? Teach me whose decrees. The psalmist is asking God to teach him his decrees. Therefore, whenever God speaks or gives us a revelation, it's his revelation. And because it's his revelation, it's by definition true. So when we study God's word and when we discover God's word, that is the starting place as to how we are to hide it into our hearts. In other words, the first thing we need to do is we must discover his word. That is what the psalmist is saying. He's asking God to teach him his word. Discovering God's promises means finding those that apply to our area of need. Have you ever noticed that God's word is inexhaustible? in its ability to speak to you every single time you go to it. And it's not that truth changes, it's that the application of truth changes based on where you are spiritually at the moment you read that passage of Scripture. Haven't you noticed that when you go to one passage today, and come back to the same passage a week later, it speaks to you in a different way that week later than it did the week before? Why? No, the truth didn't change, neither did the interpretation of that truth, but the application of that truth changed because your circumstances changed in that week's time. You are at a different place spiritually then than you were before, therefore the application of that passage changes. But you will never discover that until you make an effort to discover the fact that God's Word is indeed His Word and worth learning from. Is your prayer the same as that of the psalmist? Are you asking God to teach you His statutes, His commands, His commandments, His law? His word. Listen, yes, this Bible was written at the hands of men, but they did it under the superintendence of the Holy Spirit. They were inspired to write what they wrote. And the beautiful thing is that God allowed the personality of all those authors to come through the books they wrote. Nonetheless, everything they wrote was written because God caused that and willed that to be included into the Word of God. I am one of those believers, and I know some of you will call me some fundamentalist or lunatic. I believe every single word in Scripture is inspired. I believe every word, every letter, every punctuation mark is supposed to be exactly where it is. I'm not arguing this book is the inerrant. I'm arguing that the original manuscripts, the original copies are, but that we possess today the closest thing you'll ever have to the original. 
for we have all the manuscript evidence that no other piece of literature has in the world to attest to the fact that what we hold today is very, very, very accurate to the original. We have extant copies that we have been able to date back as close as you possibly can to the original author almost, in some cases in the New Testament, just maybe 50 years uh, 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 difference between the time it was written and, 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 and uh, or, or the person lived and the time it, uh, it was dated to, that demonstrates that the, the translations that we have today are completely accurate. When we discover his word, is when we discover the fact that we can trust him to reveal to us everything that there is for us to know in order to live lives that are honoring and pleasing to him. There's an interesting statement made by James in his epistle that I want to read that is a principle that we have to learn when we spend time in quiet time with him. In James chapter 1, in verses 6 through 8, listen to what James says. But when he asks, and that he's talking about us asking of God, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and, uh, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Believe that this book is the word of God. And when you come to it and you ask the Lord to instruct you, have faith and believe that he will, for if you doubt, you will not receive the blessing of illumination from the Holy Spirit. You must believe that it is what it claims to be, and when you ask God to open the eyes and ears of your hearts and minds, believe that he will. And I'm not going to pretend... By, uh, uh, that every single time you come to the Word of God, you walk, you're going to walk away with this feeling of, 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 you know, there are going to be instances in which you come to the Word of God and you will walk away and not feel as if it ministered to you at that moment. But this is the trick. If I come today and spend 10 minutes or 15 or 20 or 30 minutes reading a passage of a Scripture... It may not minister to me at that particular moment. I may walk away not feeling like God spoke to me. But you know what's going to happen? And you'll soon find this out to be true in your life if you give it a chance. Sometime during that day or the next day or that week, something's going to happen in which God is going to cause you to remember what you read yesterday or the day before that now is applicable to the circumstances you're in that moment. Just because you read a passage of Scripture and it doesn't seem to speak to you at that moment, just because you have read it and put it in your heart, you have now given the Holy Spirit a tool to utilize when it is needed to be brought to mind. But we must believe that it is the Word of God and that God will use it at the, uh, at the appropriate time. So the first thing we need to do is we must discover His Word. If we're going to properly hide or successfully hide His, his Word in our hearts, we must discover uh, His Word. Secondly, Psalm 119 again, look at verse 18. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. 
The second principle, if we're going to successfully hide God's word in our hearts, is that we must meditate on his word. We need to delve into God's promises. We need to study God's word and ponder, meditate upon God's word. We need to be absorbed, consumed by his word. We need to partake of his word, and we need to digest that word. In Psalm 34, 8, listen to what the psalmist says. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Listen, if you're going to successfully hide God's word in your heart, you must meditate on his word after you have started discovering his word. Listen, this book has the ability to change your life forever. I know a particular individual that happen, happens to work with, with, with an organization that distributes Bibles all over the world. In fact, I know for a fact if you've ever spent a day in a hospital room or in a hotel room, you've seen those Bibles in those dresser drawers or, 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 or side table drawers. They distribute Bibles all over the world. And you should hear the testimonies of some of these people who have come across these Bibles at a certain time in their lives and how just the reading of God's Word has absolutely touched them and changed them forever. There has been, I have come across stories of individuals who have gone to, a, for example, a hotel or a motel for the sole purpose of committing suicide. And just before attempting to commit suicide, they opened that Bible they found in that drawer. And as they started reading it, God spoke to them in such a way, and the Holy Spirit spoke to them in such a way, that from that moment on, not only did they obviously not commit suicide, they surrendered their hearts and lives to Jesus. And today, some of those people are working in the kingdom of God spreading the good news of Jesus Christ completely sold out for that Jesus they encountered in that Bible, in that hotel. Listen, read it, and this is not about speed reading, it's about sitting down. Listen, I would encourage you, I would prefer you sit down for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes and read one or two verses than an entire chapter and just allow God to show you the nuggets of truth that can be found in just one or two verses. Just meditate on His Word. The third principle, if we're going to successfully hide God's Word in our hearts, the third principle is found again in Psalm 119 in verse 47. Psalm 119 verse 47 listen to what the psalmist says for I delight in your commands because I love them when was the last time you told God you loved his word when was the last time you told a friend or a relative how much you loved spending time in the scriptures Listen, if you're going to successfully hide God's Word in your heart, you must delight in His Word. You must discover it. 
You must meditate on it and you must delight in his word. Don't read it. Delight yourself in it. It's all about a right attitude and a right approach. Every time you come to God's word, you will experience him and the blessings that are yours to receive from having come to the word. That which you delight in will serve as your anchor. As a matter of fact, verse 11 of that same psalm says, Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Delight in God's word. Do you love his word? Do you love his word? Can you, can, you, can you go a week without reading it or can you just not wait till the next time you have a quiet time so you can get back into discovering and meditating and delighting in his word? Delighting and loving his word brings us peace and victory. In fact, in, 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 in this same psalm, uh, verse 165, it says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. You see the benefit of, of, of discovering, the benefit of meditating, the benefit of delighting in God's Word? Do you understand what you're missing out by not spending as much time as possible in the Word of God. Let me ask you this, and, I, and you know, we're all guilty of this. You know, we're all guilty of this. But I want you to think of today and yesterday and maybe this last week. How much time did you spend doing other things that don't offer you half or a or, 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 or even a third or even a quarter or even a fifth of the benefit that spending time in God's Word does. Whatever it is that you spend most of your time doing, that's what you love. If I were to look at your life, if you were to look at my life for this last week or this last month, what would you think I loved most? based on what you saw me spending my time doing. That's a telltale. Would you say that my love belongs to God? Would you be able to tell that I love His Word based on how much time you saw me spending in His Word over this last week or month? What you spend your time doing most is that which you love most. The last, the last principle that I want to look at, and again, we're only looking at four principles here. It's not an exhaustive list, but four principles. We must discover His Word. We must meditate on His Word. We must delight, love his word. Fourthly, back to Psalm 119, and I'm looking at verse 89 this time. 
Your word, O Lord, your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. It's eternal. Do you know how many times throughout human history man has attempted to absolutely eradicate the Word of God from existence and have over and over and over and over failed? Why do you think that's so? Not only did the Holy Spirit inspire writers to write it, the Holy Spirit supernaturally protects His Word from extinction. It's interesting to me that Voltaire at one point argued that neither Christianity nor the Bible would last long, that it was a passing fad. God has a sense of humor, for the first Bibles were printed in Voltaire's home, house. So much for the passing fad. His word is eternal. You know why? because it is His Word. In the same psalm, I'm going to go back just a few verses to make the point. I want to look at verses 9 through 11 quickly. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your Word. I seek you with all my heart, do not let me stray from your commands. Again, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Listen, this is God's inerrant, infallible, inspired, authoritative word. It is his love letter to you. It reveals him to you it reveals everything God wants you to know in order to live life and experience life as He designed it to be from the beginning. He's made promises that He keeps because His Word is eternal. His Word, according to Peter, 1 Peter 1.25, will never fail. What you spend most of your time doing is what you love most. How much do you love the Word of God? Don't tell me. Show me based on the time you spend studying it, discovering it, meditating it, delighting in it, and depending on it. If you're not a believer, I would urge you to pick up a copy of the New Testament, if nothing else. Start reading the Gospel of John. And if you approach the Word of God with an open heart and an open mind, believe me, He will change you forever. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that it is eternal and that it is Your Word. Help us discover it, meditate, it, meditate on it, and delight in it. And help us show full dependence on it, for it is through it that you speak and minister 
to us. We love you, Lord. We praise you and worship you in the name of Jesus. Amen.